What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I think the biggest misconception that operating as a hot shot, you're not a real trucker. You know what I mean? Or you're not trucking unless you're on a semi, which to me is a big, big misconception because if you look at the race, if it fits, it ships, right? You mm. know what I'm saying? So if it ships in a hot shot, if it fits in a hot shot, whether, you know, with the weight restriction and as far as the trailer set, it's going to ship. So I'm yeah. pretty much stealing those semi loads <laughs> and making just as much right. and don't have that big up, big up big overhead. overhead. Turn my mic up. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, Hustle fam, we are back with another amazing episode. And I'm lucky to be here with my good friends, Tim and Mila Mack of Mack Transport. Mr. Hotshot Mack and Miss Mrs. Hotshot Matt, right? Mrs. Hotshot Matt. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me, my brother. You are right. He he made sure he could write Mrs. Hotshot. Like Mrs. Truck Hustle over there. I feel that. I felt that. Man, so um, thank you for inviting me to your space. This is really great, really luxurious. I I love the whole aesthetic we have going on here. Appreciate it. Um, Today, we're going to talk about Hotshots, y'all. Talk about the business. You guys have been in business for about a year now, right? Uh, Coming up on a year. Coming up on a year. And I think that's really dope to talk to people who are getting started, right? To really see the dynamic of, you know, when you're kind of getting started in the industry to people who have been in the industry for several years. But a lot of people who watch this show are trying to get in. So you guys are really going through that, those changes and those trying times and really yes. trying to find your footing in this yes, game, right? Yes. And seeing what it's really all about. So yes. I think we have a really good conversation around that. So first, welcome to Truck and Hustle. Thank you for having us. Thank, thank you, thank you guys us, so though. much for being on the show. Most definitely. Yeah, we're super excited. I'm definitely a big fan. No so. doubt. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. And as always, you know, we, like we've talked to before, I love what y'all are doing in the community, man. It's, it's, it's what, it's, it's inspiring. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. It's dope. Thank you so much. Appreciate, Appreciate it. All right, cool. Well, let's get into the story, man, with no further ado. First, let's talk about how you guys kind of met, right? Um, we could always start with the backstory where you kind of came. Well, you know, let's do that. Let's talk about where you guys are from. Let's start with Mrs. Hotshot Mac. Where are you from? Tell us briefly about, you know, coming up, you know, so forth and so on. Let's let's Ooh, go there. Okay. Well, I'm Puerto Rican. Okay. Um, pretty much born and raised in Puerto Rico. Um, transitioned to the United States when I was about 10 years old, lived in Connecticut for about five, and then moved to Florida where I met Tim when I was 15. So we literally um, met when I was 15 years old. Oh, was wow. I 15 or 14? Turning 16, babe. Chill. I was 15. <laughs> I was 15. I yeah, was we were 15. young. We so were young. you guys are high school sweethearts? High school sweethearts. We've, been together. we've been saying 20 years for a pretty long time, a long time but we've been together yeah. for 20 long, years. Longer than that. What part yeah. of Florida? Fort Lauderdale. For a lot of them. Yeah. Right, a little outside of Miami. Area, yeah, a little right? north of Miami. So I'm from uh, Jamaica, born, moved up to Florida when I was 10, and um, been there most of my life. Been, okay. been in Florida most of my life. And we met at a shoe store just for feet. Got closed down a while back. That was but, our um, first job. 
Yeah, kind of like one of our first jobs. You said a shoe store? Shoe store, yeah. Like store. like selling shoes? Selling sneakers, yeah. yeah. Y'all were both working there? Yeah, yeah, I was working there. She got hired. I seen her and I was able to train. I, I got her under my wing to train her and I knew. Yeah, I bet like, you did. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like. He sure did. I did, I did. So I got under my wing to train I was train able to train her. You know what? And then, and then pretty much, you know, I knew that that's who I wanted to be with. Wow. That's dope. Yeah. 15. I, I, nervous. Yeah. Everything was going on around that time. Yeah. So yeah. what was your line? What, what was your pickup line man when you were it was I, didn't, wild. I didn't really have i didn't really have one at that okay. time okay you, know? man, it was you just, just i just in. saw her you know with some friends i just called her over and i said hey can i get your number you ain't come with the whole jamaican wagwan girl <laughs> nah because nah, i wasn't really i wasn't really experienced like that at gotcha. that time so. gotcha you was a young man yeah young all man. right cool so so y'all y'all are working at the shoe store uh you're there she comes you see her Everything starts right there. Okay, cool. Yeah. So y'all go to high school together also? No, we didn't go to high school together. No, no okay. Different high schools. Y'all were different high schools? Yeah. Were y'all living in a similar area? Or? Nope. Not really. Not even. No? I don't know. He was just No, it was boy. it was really just from <laughs> just for feet from work that we really did. So y'all, y'all would see each other at work? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Got you. So how, how do you continue that bond after working kind of growing up because a lot of times you meet somebody at work you start kind of going your separate ways and all that as you get older i'll be honest so how we you hold on to each other ever since the day we met we've been inseparable okay we've yeah been together we- it was we we really started to find out that we kind of liked a lot of the same things traveling for one um and that was kind of i think one of our first dates we took a trip to disney and then from there we kind of knew like wow you know we really enjoy this Okay. And, and and not at 15, not at that age though. No, we were, we were, it was, older. yeah, I, you know, I was what, 17 turning 18. Okay. And I must have been like 16. I, we were pretty independent okay. at that age, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, my mom was sick when I, she got sick when I was like 15 with cancer. So I was head of household already mm. at 15 years old. Okay. So we're, me being head of household, I thought that I was head of household. Being Puerto Rican, growing up, and honestly, I grew up in the hood, it's kind of like, I thought I knew what I was doing and yeah. I thought I was my own person, yeah. but not really. I don't know if that makes sense. I got so, you. I understand. It just kind of like, and the kind of, he was, I would say you were a little rebel because he came <laughs> from a really good family. His parents, you know, pastor. Grew up in a church. and Grew up you know, in a church. And I, and I did my, my little backsliding. Okay. Like but, everybody. Um, yeah. Yes, but sir. from there, you know, we just started dating, you know, just always wanting to be around each other. Okay. More and more. And I kind of pursued a little bit more than she did because she just, had just not... She moved down not too long ago, so she was getting familiar with Florida and really see. You know what I mean? Like you were at that point where you weren't <laughs> sure if you were ready to start something, you know, something right. new. Right. So I just kept pursuing. All right, cool. So, <laughs> so you guys do college? What? What? Tell me about growing up. Like went to high school. Um, I went to college. Okay. I went to um, Kaiser University, and I graduated with um, my occupational therapist's um, license. Okay. And then. Um, I don't know. I mean, from there. I didn't. I didn't. I did a little bit of college. I did college. I didn't. I didn't have no degree. You know, I just high school diploma. But I always did certain things like um, I was getting certificates, and then I ended up going for air traffic control. Okay. And then I injured my eye, and that was kind of out the door. I had about two more classes left to finish um, being in the air traffic control. Gotcha. And then um, things just shifted once my eye got injured, and you know, I just how, how had happened? A, uh, freak That's accident, story, man. That's a whole other story. About a week before we got married. Um, you know, she was in the shower, taking a shower. The curtain thing slipped down. I went in there to fix it, stood on the toilet, still in the tub. It slipped. And with my reflex, I tried to catch it. But instead of catching it, I brought it into my eye. 
Oh, wow. So instantly, you know. Straight freak blind. accident. Yeah, yeah, straight freak accident. So trauma to the eye, went kind of blind, got my iris, you know, reconstructed. Um, reconstructed. And um, I have no lens. So, yeah. Okay. It was a freak accident. And how old were you when that happened? Uh, 2013. How old was I? That was about. That happened? 2013? Right age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was Man, that's, 20, I was 27. That's yeah, a lot. So. But y'all weathered those yeah. storms and yeah, were able to still lot. make it happen. Yeah, okay, so it. so you said you were occupational therapy. Did you continue a career in that? Yeah. So I I've practiced for about 12 years okay. and then I just recently really quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Up in November of last year. Uh, because of trucking? Yeah. Okay. So I can be fully so so what is a so what so just so people who don't know like what does an occupational therapist do? So I specialize in traumatic brain injuries and spinal cord injuries. So I help people transition um, to a daily activities of daily living. So pretty much being able to feed themselves again, being able to use the restroom, okay. just find adaptive ways where they can leave, live a normal life again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got you. So you, you did that. That was your career. You said the, the air traffic controller thing didn't work out. So what did you do after that? I was working, um, I think after that I was working with AT&T as a uh, wire technician. Okay. So I did that for about four or five years until I got injured. And then after I got injured, got injured I just, again, at t <laughs> Well, I got injured, yeah. Over time, you know, my back just wasn't happening. Oh, you, know, you were up there. Up the poles, you, yeah, got up yeah. there, like the, the, the scaffolds and all that. Yeah, exactly. That's a dangerous job, man. Yeah. But, I, you know, I was always the kind of guy to just be hands-on. Like, I didn't really want to be in an office. Right. I wanted to be out there moving, doing stuff. You right. Know, doing stuff with my hands. So um, after that, I just, you know, while doing the uh, the, the, you know, that job... I kind of just started thinking of what can I do for myself to kind of get me out of this. I just never liked the idea of working. He's for always been else. an entrepreneur at heart, yeah. and yeah. I just kind of follow him. To be honest, yeah. I follow and, his lead. And and prior to just do it, like there was just a lot of stuff that we did where we took risk, where it was, whether it was multi level marketing stuff, you know, just different business ventures that we would. And I'd be the one to kind of say, "Hey, babe, this is what I'm about to get into." Whether it's you know, forex trading, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Approve or not approve?" Yeah, just just different. <laughs> what you doing now? <laughs> Pretty Another much. one. What you doing now? So, um, uh, I think at that time I was getting into e-commerce and okay. transitioning from um, the wire technician position because of my back. Uh, so that's where you know we got into the traveling because e-commerce we could have done that anywhere over the road. So okay, while traveling on the road in the RV, I did e-commerce and she was traveling doing the therapy. Yeah, so let's talk about that. You guys lived in an RV for how long did you do that? Four about years, three, three and a half years. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I felt like four, three and a half, four. Uh, same difference, uh, six months. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the same difference. So, so three and a half, four years. How was it? Tell, tell us about that. Uh, it was amazing, man. Like if I could, if we could continue to just. Com- do that completely then i'll do that like it was just experiences just being around nature meeting new people uh experiencing different lifestyles you know I just think seeing how people the excitement of new adventure yeah. just kind of kept us going and i think that's what keep us going because we're always what's the next thing right what's the next thing yeah. what do we it do it could be a good thing and it could also be a a a, a negative did, did you know anybody else who ever lived that rv no, lifestyle no, we didn't know what the hell no. we was doing so so what made you just say 
who came with the idea? Like, who brought that to the table? You know what? To this day, I'm still questioning it. How did the RV how, idea came right, about? Right. How did it come about? Because if I, I brought I that to my wife, idea. she'd probably look at me like I'm we, crazy. The, the, <laughs> the biggest question or the biggest thing was like, all right, we're going to go do live, like, travel. We yeah, just didn't know we just how didn't we were going to travel. How? How? Yeah, we and we're way. like, just. So when, I'm, I'm thinking, like, like even with like the e commerce, during that time, it was like a big boom of like that nomadic lifestyle. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Like with yes. Tim Ferriss, kind of like living anywhere, location independent. Yeah. Living Bali. We must have just probably came across a YouTube channel. And y'all was like, and RV. we Research. went down the rabbit yeah. hole and it just. How much you pay for the RV to get started when you when you bought it? Thirty five thousand. Thirty five thousand. Okay, mm-hmm. got you. So, what about RV life? What, what what's difficult about RV life? What's difficult? What's difficult? The the the, the inconsistency. Yeah, it's a little unstable. It's sometimes. a little unstable. Wow, and, and it's not it. as glamorous as people make it look on YouTube, yeah. on Instagram, and when uh, I mean that. I mean, I mean, we're talking about cleaning out toilet. You know, we're, we're sticking down poles down a toilet to clean it out the the tank. You know what right. I mean? Like, and then you're just getting that smell. You're getting it's 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 a much smaller space. You're yeah. taking two, three, four, five minute showers to save the hot water. You're 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 doing. Th- you have to be you're you're minimalist. You know what I'm we saying? We live you're a being minimalist more conservative lifestyle. of what you're using. Be more conscious of just how you live, right? To, in order to enjoy, you know, the other things that come with it. So, okay, definitely sacrifices. Got you. So, what are some of the other things? What are some of the pros? We talked about some cons. What, oh, what are the, the pros? pros? Pros are just the the the. the you want to touch on them? I mean, the pros. One of my pros, at least, is just living the adventure life. Like, I'll give you an example. We're like, eh, let's go to Spain. Let's let's put our home on storage. <laughs> we'll put the home on storage. We spent for a whole month. We'll go to Hawaii for a whole month. We'll go to Jamaica for a whole month. So having that flexibility was right. definitely a plus. Yeah, there's no really tie to the to the actual you know the the vehicle itself. If we wanted to put it in a storage, we could. Yeah. If we wanted to move to a different state, we could. If we wanted to explore a different state, you know, national parks, mm-hmm. we'll just. Get up and travel. If we didn't like the vibe, oh, let's get out of here. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so, so you'd go to different communities, RV communities. Like, do you have to know? Like, a is there a map where it says, "Hey, this is an RV park here." This is an so, RV just park. like trucking, there's communities for that. Yep. There's YouTube channels that are just yeah. catering to that. There's a lot of resources that even we actually apply in our trucking because we know, you know, where to stay and things like that. That it's areas that are safe right. because of our our travels with RV life. Okay, mm-hmm. got you. And there's no other real expenses aside from just um like And what that's comes, a misconception com- that people have. Okay, RV good. life could be very expensive and yeah. it can be very uh, It depends on how you choose to go you, about it, you know. Tell it, us about it. It could it real be expensive quick. with the rig that you get, you know, are you going to stay the are you the type where you just want to stay in, you know, glamorous campgrounds when well, we stayed in Cherry Hill Park that was almost 2000 a month just for the park. Just for the park alone, not not counting the the <laughs> cost <laughs> Not counting the cost for the RV, not yeah. counting, you know, electric. Other expenses. You know, that's living just, expenses. That's just a parking spot that's like a that homeowner's provides you association water. type of fee. Right. Yes, yes. Just to be there. Yeah. yeah. But then they got other campgrounds, of course, that that is way more cost effective, $500 a month. Okay. You know, you may see that as being your rent, you know, and your payment if you either paid it off or you you making payments on it. But so, in our case, we're making payments. So we included that, you know, into our expense. Mm-hmm. So what do you just like pull up on a campground and say, I'm going to stay here for a couple weeks here? my two grand like or do you have to pre-book so, it or yeah, we'll pre-book it we try to pre-book at like, like because a two thousand dollar one like how does how, oh no cherry hills always book we are here live at otr solutions hq i'm here with my partner 
Jonathan, man, listen, factoring is an integral part of the transportation industry. Why is factoring important? Absolutely, Ramel. In this economy, in this market, cash flow is king. Cash flow is the key to growth. If you have a young trucking company or if you've been in the industry for years and you want to take that business to the next level, we're absolutely a company that can help. So I hope you'll give us a call today. Let us know what we can do to help you out. Get the rest and roll with the best. Let's go. You have to so you have to have space. So yeah. you got to call them, let them know you're coming. Oh, yeah. And then they, how long are you coming? And yeah. You got to pay. Yeah. So in that situation, when we had, why, why we went there is because you got that contract in a really short notice and it was like two weeks to be there. So we didn't have a lot of time to find a place. To prep, so we kind of just settled. And we were just then, excited. I think that was like our second, my second contract. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, just being over the road and we're like, all right, let's just go. Like, what? We're going to go to Maryland, explore Baltimore and all that good stuff. So we were just excited. We're right. Just excited. Yeah. And, and my last question about the RV life is how do you decide wh- where you're going to go? Like, um, in terms of where you're going to go next we kind of choose like all right where do we want to go next and then so as far as her up one of the ways that we kind of based it off is basically obviously i would i would go wherever my contracts were paying the most okay so the west coast and northeast that's where they pay so that you know obviously you got to look at the cost of living wherever you go so for example baltimore it's like super expensive Mm -hmm. um um, what was it san francisco when we were and it was another i think it was like twenty five hundred dollars a month for an rv site Okay. I mean, we're just talking about RV sites. So, you know, just putting that into place and, okay, if we're staying here for three months, because usually the contracts are three months, I can either extend, they can either cut me short, or if I don't like it, I'll just forbid the, the contract, right? So every weekend we'll be doing stuff, exploring. So we were in- Hikes, you know, different, just so much different things you're able to Weekend do. trips, yeah. just like making the most out of it. National and, and, parks. And what's the size of the RV sites and how many RVs are usually there? I mean, they vary, you know, from 25 feet to 40 feet, 45 feet. Um, no, not the, not the size of the RV. Well, you can tell me that too, but oh, okay. I'm saying actual park, like how much acreage of, of it, land is if there? If it fluctuates, you have your mom and pop's RV parks, yeah. which are usually- are going to be much much cheaper yeah. between three and six hundred dollars, and then you have like campgrounds, campgrounds, like, yeah. like um, couple like Cherry spots. Hill, right? Couple you know, it's super fancy. So like a hundred spot. I'm just thinking of the economics of that because I mean that's a business right there. Oh, like that, yeah. that's our who owns. We're these? not going to talk about that, but that's, that's our long term goal. Tiny home community. Yeah, I mean. We can talk that on another yeah, we conversation. Talk. I'm, I'm, I'm interested, but man. Yes, that's yes, yes. Huge, that's huge. a huge thing, especially now with housing being so scarce and people downsizing and people, mm-hmm. you know, looking for different ways to live and people oh, yeah. open to di- living in different ways. I mean, if you think about it, let's say you have a acreage, right? You have 100 RV sites. You're really supplying them with a pad or a, par- a parking that has sewer or water or electric and then um hookups for internet or or cable right and then you have what usually what they do those most of those places they'll have people what they'll come they're seasonable right so you don't pay them they'll stay there for free most of the time or sometimes they get an allowance and they work your park right right (laughs) wow that's another opportunity if you're really looking to kind of save and you can do this thing where you go to these places you apply to work there 
while you live there but yeah. then you're also just being able to live the lifestyle and explore you're like exactly. a property manager right. Right, right so they do that where a lot of these folks will go in and you know you go going through like the background check application and stuff like that you can either do a three month six month a year contract with them or agreement yeah. where they'll pay for your um for your stay yeah for you to explore <laughs> man that's dope that's a dope yeah. opportunity yeah, i like that is. we got to explore that a little bit it further is. all is. right cool cool so you guys are doing the rv living um, so tell me what's next. Come kind of how we get towards. So, yeah. Go ahead. We, um, we were in Oregon last and that was about in the end of, towards the end of 2019. And we can the, the, the reason we ended up in Houston was for family purposes. Okay. Um, my sister's husband got sick. So we, we were in Oregon. We were also at a point of thinking what we wanted to do next or where we wanted to go. We, we came to that point that we were three and a half years before we we're like, okay, do we buy a house or we keep on moving? I had apply some pressure i was like all right i, I love like the traveling a pressure. Yeah, a little like, pressure. Right, you know babe it's time to start thinking about some kids right and, you know, you know, right, settling right. down i'm like babe i'm ready to just continue traveling he <laughs> has a travel we got, we got 25 more states <laughs> right, right, right right we haven't been everywhere yeah yet. so i was like i i get that but we need to establish some grounds when right. we are doing rv living you can establish grounds but the kind of grounds that we wanted to establish it wasn't it, suitable. For it that wasn't lifestyle. suitable for the lifestyle. And mm. then again, if we wanted to start a family, as much as we love the West Coast and we were planning to stay on the West Coast, it's too far we have no family. family. His right. mom is not gonna travel travel out across the country to go to Oregon. Right. As much as we would love her to be yeah. with her family, period. So this, I don't know. It's crazy how the universe just kind of aligns things, right? And this, I'm not saying this was for the positive. Where you know, unfortunately, his uh, sisters husband which by the way he was an amazing person um got sick but we had the flexibility to be able to say hey we'll come and support we'll come and support we'll come and be there for you and that's what we did we just kind of came here and we're like babe let's just i can't i brought it up with the idea i said babe let's just kind of see let's see texas let's see how it works out i hear there's yeah. a lot of opportunities right and unfortunately we end up staying. <laughs> right 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 so you, you guys settle in houston what do you do with the rv rv still around somewhere we still have it still, we still okay. have the rv in storage, in storage. Yeah. so that's still always an option yeah yep. it's always. our escape scapegoat yeah. okay okay got you so once you guys settle you're still doing what you do right so but, yeah to, talk mm-hmm. about what's going you on there about that about what she's saying you're still doing occupational therapy occupational yeah so therapy. i ended up uh, accepting a long-term position at a children's hospital here in Houston, which I love because I love kids and yeah. I love I love being an occupational therapist. However, there's limits to that. GTT Commercial Ties is a tie store that's designed with the owner-operator in mind. It serves as a helpful community where you are always their number one priority. Whether you're a new owner-operator or you've been driving for years, their mission is the same, to keep owner-operators in business. That's why they go above and beyond providing superior customer service when you actually need it, educating you on proper tire care and delivering a no BS sales experience. With two conveniently located stores in Richmond and Petersburg, Virginia, and almost 2,000 five-star Google reviews, they are truly raising the bar and setting a new standard in tire care. Make sure you call 1-800-991-6251 to schedule your appointment now and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. I want to, with our entrepreneur's mindset, she's the growth is only limited. Which is a, <laughs> she's just a boss. Right. You know, there's a cap. Really, yeah, there's a cap. So Yeah, like the skills that I know that I have, I would not be able to develop them doing that. You know, so how much yeah. as I ha- love it, it's just not going to give me the lifestyle that we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? got it. 
And we were again, we were doing the uh, the e-commerce as well. And I, I I wasn't loving what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't loving it. So I was always open to different opportunities and doing different things. So um, at the house that we shared with my sister by, you know, being supported by supporting her, we um, I was outside. We got I got back on a trip from Florida with the RV and a guy saw me outside and, you know, he came over. We we're just talking about trucks. He's asking, how much does this weigh? Then he was like, well, you know, you can do a hot shot with that truck. And at that time, I was like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've never heard of it. You know, so we started talking and he's just telling me about a little bit about what it was. Then I'm like, okay, hey, here's another idea. Here's something else I can possibly do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm already starting to cook things in my head. So I just start doing research. I start okay. doing research, start telling her about it. And she's not really fully with it because yeah. here's another thing that Tim is about to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, and it's understandable as a woman, you know, they want some type of, you know, stability. stability yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the pressure is on and, and I'm just like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm the kind of person where it's like, nah, babe, I'm gonna do this. And I know, you know, this is what I need to do or want to do. <laughs> right. So, you know, time goes by and, um, I'm coming back from a trip from Florida and I told her, Hey babe, I'm going to do this non CDL. Cause at the time we talked about getting my CDL and I was just like, Oh, it's going to take time. And I was just, I didn't, I didn't want to wait. Right. You, you wanted know? to jump right in. Yeah. I wanted to jump right in. I had the truck. I had a 2,500. So I was like, get my CDL. I was thinking about going for Steven, Stevenson's transport and going that route. But I was like, I heard about Hotshot, started mm. watching videos and it just seemed like a, you know, a quicker and, and, and more easier way to get into the industry. Okay. So I got leased on, you know, I started working with a, a company and, you know, talking with them and I said, babe, this is what I'm going to do. Mm. And um, I just did it. You know, she didn't really fully agree because she didn't really understand. So she was still, you know, in like, her. What's non CDL? <laughs> yeah, like what's like, non CDL? Hot like, right? Need your CDL if you're gonna drive commercially. Is what right. she thought. I was like, nah, babe. If I stay within these, you know, weight restrictions and you know certain things, I'll, I'll be able to do it. Right. And that's so, what I did. So, so where did you find the company that you got leased on with? I found it from a friend. Actually, I found that guy, the the, the company that I'm leased on with. I found it from a guy that we met in the desert RVing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he actually put me on to that company. All right. So tell me about tell me about that man getting started with that company. How how did things go? Things went good. I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad I went the route of leasing on. Um, you know, we had a good relationship starting out. I you know I worked things out. I said, hey, you know, uh, I want to do YouTube while you know just showing my experience. Right. And at first they were like, yeah, that's cool. Just, as long as you're not going to talk bad about us or if you have a problem, you're not going to really just take it to put the it internet. Out there. Right. right. So, but other than that, I mean, you know. At that time, I didn't know too much, but, you know, luckily I had a good friend that was able to kind of back me up, you know, talk about securement and and, and things like that. But, you know, as time went by, I kind of, you know, I'm the type of person where um, I don't have to, I didn't have to meet them in person, but I was able to build a good relationship with them. Yeah. And a good understanding of what I can bring to the company and what I can do. And you just how I'm dedicated, you know, yeah. like any work that I do, I'm just going to put my all. That's just always what I've done. Got it. So um, they seen that and they respected it and they just seen the growth little by little. And I was able to just learn way more about the industry that way. You know, I started to get familiar with the rates. I started to get familiar with, you know, how freight moves, you know, the the, the, the good airs, the airs not to go to. And I kind of just fed off of what they did and the success I was able to see running with them. And then I was able to transition into what we're doing now. Got it. So what steps did you have to take for somebody who wants to maybe take your your route, your path? What did you have to do personally to get leased on to them? Um, pretty much just definitely had to get a medical card. Um, get, uh, of course, you want the truck and the trailer. Uh, you want to make sure that the, the equipment is within, you know, the specs and ratings of what, you know, operates under 26,000 pounds. 
um, truck and trailer inspection. Um, there really isn't much more. I think it comes down more to yeah. the company, you know, whatever policies and procedures they have for onboarding. Thankfully, Tim was leased onto a very good company. We have nothing negative to say because, yeah. you know, they had you know, his settlements on the weekly basis. They had um, rate cons, which you is could important. see the actual rate cons, yeah. you know, what the actual load was it. And they, they seem to have a good system. For the processes of, you know, everything, you know, getting the load to dispatching. Right. Um, I'm pretty big on like, as I learned and got more excited about the trucking industry, I started to even look at their numbers to right. see how they kept their CSA scores and stuff like that. And they were a pretty good company. So uh, I think for me, even seeing that and seeing his growth and his excitement and just with YouTube, by the way, this is not our first YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, we yeah, have previous are, YouTube yeah, channels. Yeah. So we... Uh, how do I say this? We were like, okay, we can run with this. You know what I yeah. mean? What do we have to do to get to the next level? So then I started to get into learning, you know, what is trucking? What is hot chat trucking? Really getting excited about what he was doing. And, and we, we've always been the type of couple that we've always worked together in everything that we've done, mm -hmm. you know, in business together. I just didn't know if trucking was for me. I just didn't know how would I fit in? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? How yeah. do I fit in in this male dominated equation industry because he was like babe i want you to do this i want you to do that and i'm like eh. like well the thing is her, I was passion, her passion is definitely just helping people and right. you know in the industry that she was in she was able to do that right and you know help families you know get you know back on their feet to their right. daily living so she was able to see within this industry how she can still give back how she can still be a part of you know helping people so cause at the end of the day, like you can be doing anything. If you're really not fulfilling a certain passion, you know, then what are you doing it for? Yeah. So that was really important for us, you know, that we not only enjoy or we're not only just doing, but we're enjoying what we're doing. I guess the idea is not chasing the money. Does that make sense? It's right. just chasing for us is obviously it's trucking is an avenue to get to the goals that we want whatever we want to do however we still have to love what we do you know what yeah. i mean i'm i'm a very passionate person and so is he so whatever we do we put our all, all in it. it like we're not gonna do any okay. half yeah, we're, nah. yeah. we're gonna you know we're gonna do things correctly we're gonna research we're gonna understand how things work mm -hmm. you know and and that's what we've been doing were they a larger company or how many they were they were about a hundred and um they had about 140 trucks okay least under them they weren't they were a they were a dispatch service okay that that partnered with different trucking companies so they weren't gotcha. running their authority they were partnered with different mm -hmm. trucking companies and they would, you know, get guys that would apply. And depending on your uh, your experience and, you know, your background, your they'll place you with the trucking companies that they feel, okay. best, you know, fits. Okay. So they had a pretty good a good system. And what, what was the payment arrangement? What did you get paid? 70-30. 70-30 yeah, split? Yeah, so 70-30 split, you know, exclusive. They're covering insurance. They're taking care of, you know, everything that you can think of. I was just running, picking up the loads. Submit my BOLs and that was it. Okay. All right. Cool. So you obviously learned a lot there. What, what was your biggest takeaway from working with that company? Um, I think the biggest takeaway was just really seeing how they operated and mm -hmm. see how the systems that they had in place, you know, because we, we don't, we weren't really taught. We, we're self-taught. So we didn't really know much as far as, especially in this industry, how things work in the background. So being able to kind of see and talk to the people in a different department and seeing the purpose of what they were doing 
was that we were able to take that way and now we're able to kind of apply certain certain things within our company gotcha. to make it successful. Got you. So how long did you stay with him? I stayed with him about eight, nine months. Okay. Yeah. Eight and nine months. And what made you decide to go ahead and separate and do your own Again, thing? Again, I, I just have that problem where I just want to do something for myself. I want to have <laughs> it's not a problem. I wanna, right, it's, it's, not a pro, it's not a problem. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's yeah. not a problem, but I have, I have, I just have that in me where I just want to have kind of full control. I think from the beginning, he kind of knew that this was temporary. Yeah. You right, know what I mean? Right. So knowing that you go in there with the mindset, okay, I'm going to start my own company. This is what we're going to do. Right. And this is what I have to do for the meantime. Right. You put in the time and then we were able to transition, you know, not only safely, but with no hiccups. Yeah. Right. Thanks for the reminder. It's not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which I tell people all the time is a great way to get into a, a business, any business in any industry, like work for somebody who's doing it currently. Exactly. Learn, learn, learn the SOPs, learn exactly. their best practices, exactly. figure out the way somebody who's doing it successfully and then mm-hmm. take that blueprint right. and apply it to y- yourself. And, and that's kind of exactly what we did. Yeah. yeah. So and it was, th- it was good where I was able to, Keep a relationship. They said, "Hey Tim, you need anything? You know, hit us yeah. up." Yeah, so you able to leave amicably. Everything was yeah. good oh, yeah. on that end. We don't yeah. burn any bridges. At least we try not to. <laughs> try not to. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. All right, so getting started on your own. Tell me about some of the hurdles um, that you faced once you separated from them and kind of started doing your own thing. And tell me about that whole process. Okay, so we transitioned. I think what was it? August, August, September. Last year? No. So you started, we started transitioning in July. We already knew, we had a, a date in, in mind that this is when we're going to transition. And we didn't want to do it just, we wanted to have our authority at least active for a month before we officially transition into have, you know, operating into our own or him, you know, operating under our own authority just right. because of some of the hurdles that we heard where, oh, a lot of brokers don't want to work with you because you have a new authority, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. So that was one of our biggest fear, not having brokers wanting to work with us, which I found that it's it's a 50-50. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. we went in the in, in with the mindset that Okay, well, this is what we're gonna do. Thirty days. It's gonna push through, yeah. You know, when our authority hits the thirty days, and you put in your thirty days, because you know you do have to give. I have to give 30, 30, 45 days. Forty five day notice. Notice. So notice. We, okay. We give the forty five day notice just to break the contract. Gotcha. Yeah, and our authority became active September seventh, which we have rebranding coming soon. So check it. <laughs> yeah. That's coming yeah. up shortly. Yeah. So um, yeah, those were some of the hurdles. I mean, thankfully, you know, having her though, like. I don't think, you know, I would have been able to, you know, try. I mean, I could have done it, but I'm not the type of guy to say I'm going to just do everything by myself. Yeah. I'd rather, you know, it's it's when you have a team, things just, you know, are way better. For sure. So um, transitioning, you know, the amount of research and stuff that she put in for us and for our authority and company, I just I'm not the type of person to kind of research. Yeah. I'm not the kind of person to sit there. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of like, let me just do it and figure it out versus like just researching you know right, what i'm saying too right. too much so um i, I think hurdles, the fact that we've been together so long that we understand our strength and our weaknesses so, so whatever he's strong at and whatever i'm strong at and i'm like all right anything that has to do with the truck and trailer or that's on me he's like a little bit ocd <laughs> we're safe to say that right babe? Yeah, uh, yeah a little bit of a perfectionist so yeah. anything that has to do within that line i close him with like i'm, I know, ma- I'm gonna master it yeah, he's gonna master it. So I cannot expect him to master all aspects of running a trucking for company. For sure, for sure. They're, that's why when people run a company, there's different positions. You have operations manager, you have dispatcher, you have drivers, you have safety, safety you have compliance. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And and I think um, understanding that you a know, lot of 
uh, companies where they go in and fail is that they don't understand that. Yeah. They don't understand that you have to have a team. They don't understand the part that you have to. If you don't have a team, outsource all that stuff. It's understanding that this is a legitimate business. And it's not just a hustle. It's not just another hustle. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It is essentially, you know, of course, a hustle. But you got to also understand that, you know, hey, you know, I'm a Swift. I'm a I'm a right. JB Hunt. I'm right. a you know one of these mm. major corporations. Right. That whether it's just me one, you know, and my truck, I don't care. The whole operation is you that should operate big. the same way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's it's not a hustle, but it's a hustle. You got you got to hustle, but it's not a hustle. Exactly. Right. And exactly. I think um, we kind of learned that from the e-commerce business that we ran together where things that we did wrong, we're like, this is what we're not going to do yeah. with this. So really coming into this with like a business mindset and understanding what your what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. So. And just understanding too, because we do not know it all. You know, we're continuously learning. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah and we sure. continuously, you know, try to be a part of a community or, you know, surround ourselves with people that can actually feed into us as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and continuously did, learn. Did you set up the be- business, Mila, in terms Everything. of the paperwork? Oh, yeah. talk, talk about that. What you need to do to kind of get things set up? Um, you know, you probably can't remember everything. I'm putting yeah. you on the spot here, but just no, to give people good. a general idea of what it's going to take and some of the costs that you're going to be looking at to kind of get yourself set up as a I, I as think business. the biggest misconception that operating as a hot shop you're not a real trucker. You know what I mean? Oh, you're not trucking unless you're on a semi, mm-hmm. which to me is a big, big misconception, misconception because if you look at the rates, if it fits, it ships, right? You mm. know what I'm saying? So if it ships in a hot shot, if it fits in a hot shot, whether, you know, it's with the weight restriction and as far as the trailer side, it's going to ship. So I'm yeah. pretty much stealing those semi loads <laughs> and making just as much right. and don't have that big up. Big up big overhead, overhead, the big, you know, fuel expense or the big breakdowns. I mean, we have a lot of friends that are in the trucking industry with, with build and a lot of them either have semis and we're like, oh, we got a $2,000 breakdown. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? You're like, man, Ooh. sorry for you. Yeah. You yeah. know, like people really have like this big, big mis- misconception on, on what hotshot trucking essentially is. So when, <laughs> so just going back I was going to gonna say, because we started out with the company non-cdl yep. right and then we transitioned when i got my cdl yeah right. so if you want to kind of touch on that as yeah far for as sure break around. it down so what i was getting at with what i was saying answering your question is even though you have a hot shot company you still have to go through the same processes mm. of like if you had a semi right so the process of owning and operating a commercial trucking business or a commercial vehicle you still have to go through the same paperwork you know so the first thing I did is become familiar with the FMCSA website, um, obviously, and the state, you know, getting the LLC, EIN, business account, then the MC, the USDOT. Um, Dun and Brad's. Yeah, Dun and Brad's, yep. uh, the BOC3, and, you know, the list goes on, you know, but it it's just really understanding that hotshot trucking is just, you have to like really- Like a regular traditional trucking company. Right, right. Biggest mistake you made in filing paperwork. Not yet. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, yeah. I can Everything say not yet. So no, far, no, no issues. Good. Okay. Yeah, I think when I, that's one thing that whenever I go into something, I go one. Pretty thorough. I gotta pull her back sometimes. Like, babe, chill. Like, you know, like, cause you know, I would pull. I would like, babe, let's do this. You know, and then when she comes in, she's like, you know, hundred miles an hour. I'm right. Like, babe, slow down. Like, right. Let's take the step. Let's take. But she's that's something that she is good at. Where she gets real focused, and then she avoids those mistakes. Got you. So, what was the cost to get set up? 
the cost to get set up can vary on per, based on person and how you're going to operate. Um, when we first started, obviously, we did have the truck. We had the CDL truck, the non-CDL, the non-CDL truck, truck, and, and the we trailer. had the trailer because, mm-hmm. you know, he was operating leased on. So technically, the only that the only things that I had to really go through was like the processes of starting our own company. It's so about 5000 I will say... When I say when we say five thousand is just you know transition and everything you know but if you're as as far as like operations operation I would say about fifteen hundred dollars and that's because I did everything myself. Mm, Their company, out, yeah, she didn't pay for anything. I didn't pay for outsource. Uh, I didn't outsource. Like you know, getting my LLC or something like that. Right, yeah, right, right, I didn't right. outsource none of that. And the reason why I didn't is because as a company, I want to learn the paperwork. I want to learn. The right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. As we grow grow as a company, I know that I'm not going to be able to do that. However, right. I want to make sure if I'm hiring somebody that they're doing that, it correctly. Right. You know, because I've heard so many stories where you outsource it and they either file your paperwork incorrectly. It hurts a lot more later on when you right. find out certain so, things weren't done right. Gotcha. And you don't know, you know, and, certain things. And I think it was the part of understanding that I was going to be back office of our company, understanding that I, I wanted to create those processes for our company. So mm, got you. Okay. So about 1500, I was about 1500 for documents, for, for documents. And legality parts of it. Got mm-hmm. you. And, and we're just talking because, about like the truck and the trailer. Cause I did even yeah, a breakdown. Like, yeah, I break was probably down. like 14,000 when I leased on. Okay. That was back then. That was back. Yeah, that was back then. You know, back trailer then. was like seventy seven hundred at that point, but now Brand the new. same trailer is doubled. It's like yeah. But um, so pretty much, you know, if someone were to be getting in, you know, I mean, of course, inflation right now, things are a lot, a little bit more, you know, different. Yeah. You know, we probably would have been around twenty. I would say about twenty two thousand. They're probably even more because again, it comes down to the type of equipment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right. But based off of our setup, non CDL, what we paid. Based on the non CDL setup that we had, then yeah. Yeah. And, and what type of trailer did you have? I started with a 32 foot okay. uh, trailer, PJ trailer. Okay. Got you. 32 and foot. Then, and again, I was rushing. You know, yeah. I could have got a 40, so I was restricted as well. Uh, but, you know, for me being restricted, I was like, all right, how can I, you maximize know, maximize? So Got you. Tarping loads like crazy. <laughs> Got you. Know, you. Tarping loads. They call him the tarp the tar- king. The tarp yeah. king. <laughs> yeah. So I'm tarping all the time. And I'm like, yo, what are you guys complaining about? Like, I have the equipment. This is what I signed up for. And I have 32 feet, you know, so if I can't, you know, maximize on my length. Okay, I can maximize on this side. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So you get the business started. The mm-hmm. company is formed now. You have the truck, you have the trailer. Let's talk about getting on the road. Let's talk about that first week. Tell me how it went. First week yeah. out with the authority. With the authority. It was exciting, I think. It it, it was kind of like, man, we fucking did this. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Who, who's finding your loads? Where, where are you going for work? Are you using old relationships? What are you doing to get... To, to, to make some money. So I'm the dispatcher as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as that was right decided now. previously you were going to be the dispatcher. Right. right. So, so you I, go get a load board? Yeah, I get both, all the load boards, maximize it. Okay. The top of the line load boards. However, which I was works, still which working. Which one works best for you? Truck stop. Truck stop. Truck stop. Okay. Yeah. okay. Keep on going. Not so I was still working at the time. So I realized that it was coming very difficult for me to be able to dispatch him. And, and when I mean working, I went part time. You know, so I decided, okay, I know, like, like we already had, like, a time, like, all right, I'm going to go part-time by this date, and then after I go part-time, you know, I'm going to be able to dispatching you, dispatching him, and then I was like, when you're dispatching 
there's a lot of things that can happen. You yeah. know what I mean? Whether lo- the load's not ready, the rate, the commodity's incorrect, you know, all these other issues that I realize I cannot oh, yeah. do that while I'm at You've work. You gotta still be involved. Right. You can't kind of just step away from it. Yeah, it's not like just dispatching and, okay, I'm done with it. Right, like, right, right. Nah. You gotta be involved. How, going into it, how much money were you guys expecting to make? Uh, going into go, going into it with your own authority. Own authority. Yep. Well, how much you were you? Because you probably have an idea from working with yeah, someone else. So. I went in kind of going in to kind of make the same. Okay. As far as what I was doing before per, with the before. same setup while I was leased on, but of course I was. We were keeping more of that, but you know, not much more because we still have insurance. We still Correct. have expenses. But Correct. We were being that you know, uh, dispatching was in house. Compliance was in house, so I knew we were still, you know, profited more. Okay. So we were still doing around the same thing, about five to seven thousand a week. Okay. Non CDL setup. Okay. But then, of course, quickly when things shifted with the market, you know, it, it changed a little bit. Got it. All right. So back to my initial original question. First week, where do you guys go for loads? You, you said you went on this load board. Tell me about that first first load you did. Were you? How long were you out? Was Mila missing you? Was she calling you like, all right, come back, never mind? Well, so, tell me about it. Well, well, since we had- Well, the, you had already been with the other yeah, company. Yeah, so, so I was, was going to say, she was since used we, to exactly, going. I was going to yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, 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 so yeah, she was yeah, kind of yeah. already used to yeah, like, yeah. all right, babe, you got to go. Yeah, you know? yeah. I but, was used to him being gone because, you know, obviously we already had developed that routine. And again, when I mean used to it, you never get used right. to it. I personally never get used right, to it. Right. We're very close. Like I said, we've been together 20 years. So right. we love, we cherish our time. And- um. Uh, it to me the first. It was week- actually not a bad. It was actually a better feeling because we know we had control. Like, hey, babe, mm. bring me home. Versus mm. when I was leased on, you know, we had certain requirements. I have to be out for at mm-hmm. least a minimum fourteen days. It's not just like, mm-hmm. hey, babe, I'm ready to come home. Route me home. So that was mm. a good thing to have, and we kind of had an idea of where to place the truck. You know, we were, you know, I think that first week we shot up to the Midwest. Yeah, and um, I think we came back after a week. Yeah, so I think um, because it was already running and I've already studied every way, you know, where was it, where were they taking him? What were the rates? You know, the whole process on how they handled it. I just kind of really just transitioned it to our company and that's what I followed. Okay. So you said you sent him to the Midwest? Midwest. What's in the Midwest? Why do you go there? Well, that's where freight's at. What type of freight? Tell me about it. I mean, LTL, um, we we also do, you know, if we get into an area that may not be the grass, may not be the best, we do vehicles as a partial, more or less when we had the non-CDL set up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you get a lot of, um, you know, uh, tarp loads in the mis- Midwest. Mm-hmm. And I already knew people, you know, didn't want the first, actually the first load I took up out of Houston without authority going, I think, to Illinois was tarped. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, was driven um you know roofing you know scaffolding um machinery parts things like that one Variety of, the, of different bar. one of the things that we kind of we're, we're building our business model in hot shot trucking or within our company it's in on oversized loads yeah. okay specializing in, in specific type of freights uh specific type of vehicles uh, dimensions um that's really Sorry, guys. That's all good. Uh, Our dog is not happy that she's something. (laughs) Stop it, Hope. It's all good. We good. Yeah, so that was... I I was already doing oversized loads. I did a few of them with the the previous company. Um, Never did one. I mean, I think it was my second load ever with the company. He called and said, hey, how do you feel about, you know, doing an oversized load? I think it was paying like 2,500 and like 350 miles. 
Okay. I kind of heard at that time, I'll be honest, I heard that amount. I heard that rate. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, but then I knew what it came with when I did it. Right. Stressful. Yeah. Um, but from there, you know, I always like a challenge. And, you know, that's something that we knew also would kind of keep us, you know, ahead, so to speak. You right. know, a lot of people may complain about certain rates, but they're not willing to do, you know, things different. Yeah. It helps us stretch. So, right. And set up and set our, set our company apart. From others really. got you right so that's what we do a lot right now is oversized loads tell tell me about the challenges with oversized loads just to speak to because some people may not know what that really is and right well means. i can talk on my part you want to talk about yours first because that was you know permits and yeah um so i learned how to do permits so that way we didn't have to pay for permits because permits are can become very expensive they right. can run anything between 15 dollars per permit per state plus the service fee which the service fee can be anything between 17 17 to $40. Well, sorry, permits can run anything between $10 to 70 bucks. Right. And then the service fee. So you have service fee and permit fee, right? And then um, I was like, yeah, that's what we're not going to do. I said, I got to figure <laughs> yeah, this out. Right. I got to figure this out because we're going to try to, I mean, easily you can spend $500 in permits. Facts. So, and somebody's there making a couple phone calls. Exactly. That you could do I was like, yeah. nah, we're going to figure this this baby out. Right, so, right. Um, I figured how to do the permits for all the states. And um, it it takes logistics because you really have to understand the what it's an oversized load, weight, dimensions, you know, the the height of your trailer. Uh, it, there's specific That's routes that you have the, to take when you yeah. do an oversized size loads. So it's not just a walk in a park. Let me just get an oversized load and right. run with it. Right. If you're not fully prepared for this oversized load. The fines that are going to come with those oversized loads are probably just probably not <laughs> double or triple of whatever you're getting paid you for that of, load. put you out of business if yeah. you haven't been running right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. If you if you don't follow certain things. Sometimes escorts too, right? Do you have right yes. escorts, like escorts, pilots, whatever you, you want to call right. them. Um, it, it just it just really depends, you know, like what the commodity is, whether it's high, whether it's just wide, or it's both. Right. You know, so just really understanding that. It comes down to like, you know, the education as well, because, you know, I've seen some people out there run oversized loads and they may not have certain flags or may not even have permits. But, you know, it, it, it teach its own as far as, you know, and, and it goes back to what, you know, when we do things, we're going to try to look to do things the right way to keep. Of course, you know, we want longevity. You know, we want to be in business. You know, right. We're not doing this for fun or just for, you know, we want to grow. We want to level up. So uh, I think come back to, you know, doing things the right way is what really you know we're about and again not by all means we're not perfect of course you know what i mean but we we just understand like i said earlier early on that if we want the longevity we want to bring this business to the next level because i mean hey you invest a lot of money you know like (laughs) this is not ten thousand dollars that you're investing this is hundreds if not you know thousands of dollars plus in our case the new setup is like almost one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. you know what i mean so when you have that invested we don't have no room for failure. <laughs> All right, guys, listen, before we continue the show, I got to give a shout out to our sponsor and our partner, OTR Solutions, formerly OTR Capital. But listen, guys, OTR is much, much more than just a factoring company. They provide so many solutions to help the small carrier not only get into business, but to stay in business and maintain. Right. So you guys have to partner with them and check them out. Don't take my advice for it. Talk to their clients. Right. Talk to their clients. Find out what the people are saying. Everybody will tell you the same thing. So make sure you give OTR Solutions a call at 470-900-3338 or click the link in the bio below. Make sure you check them out and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you.
this is what we're doing and we got to do we get one shot at this <laughs> that's right and yeah. one shot only so if you're not doing that one shot right yeah what's the yeah, point things can change yeah. drastically that's yeah. right so so you kind of talked about the the compliance aspect of it like the permit so forth talk about like the physicality and everything that goes into like loading and everything like that on, on your end so um i mean just you know when with an oversized load yeah oversized you know, still still there yeah you know just as, as far as this load placement you know where what side are you putting on the trailer that's going to be off more based on how are you driving knowing the lanes um you know as far as if you're in the first lane you know you might want to put you know the white the, the the more hangover you might want on the right side so that if you're driving that right lane most of it is over the shoulder um Knowing, you know, measurements between the axles, because that's just something you probably do one time if you're uh, a driver. You measure that and you give it to your uh, dispatcher so that they can provide the states with, you know, getting the permits. Um, uh, the only other things are just, like I said, knowing the, 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 the width, you know, it, uh, you know, what's overhanging, how much is it overhanging. Uh, following those permits is, mm. is pretty crucial. You know, having different, you know, apps that might be able to route you where you need to be and mm -hmm. kind of follow you with the permit because you pretty much have to follow the permits route that you're given. You know, you go off a mile and a half, two miles, and you're you're caught with that. That's a that's a fine. Yeah. You know, you're you're only really allowed to go off maybe a uh one to two miles off route to fuel up or to sleep or something like that. But they're really strict on you know being on that route. And there's so, specific um, requirements that you have to follow by state. Like uh, most of the time, is you know, ducks, dust to dawn is your drive time. So you really have to plan your drive time based on ducks, dust to dawn. Um, and then one thing that I've experienced when I'm with him over the road um, is making sure you have enough securement. Because if, if, if it's, mm -hmm. you know, as far as how wide it is, a lot of the times this commodity is there, you know, you have to get creative with the securement. You know, making sure that you're not only securing it properly, but you're not damaging whatever it yeah. is that you're transporting. Yeah, so yeah. That so that, and that's, yeah, that's the other thing, just making sure that because every commodity, you know, is going to be different. Right. Mm -hmm. So with the oversized load, it's just, you know, being able to just get creative on site, you know, when you, when you see, and, but I'm the type of person, like, I like to kind of get an idea, okay, what am I hauling? Is there a picture I can kind of, you know, on my way to the pickup, I'm kind of like visualizing, okay, I may put something right here. You know, I may be able to do this and, and things like that. So it's also, you know, a lot of people say, you know, a lot of it is common sense, which it is, but you you, you got to be able to think sometimes, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And really use that. And and I'm the type of person, like, I'm always just trying to over-secure. Yeah. Common sense is not common sense for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you is, know, it so. Isn't. It isn't. It isn't. So you We've seen some crazy stuff. Like Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, have you guys ever experienced or seen any missteps with, like, load securement? With us? Um, yeah, with you guys, like, load shifting, anything yeah. like that? Yeah. Like, we've seen so, it. Talk, we've seen it many about, times. I've had a load shift. Actually, she was with me. I think that was well, that the first was, time. That was that was wild. Yeah. What happened? Um, so I was taking some truck bodies. First time ever doing that. You know, it was within the weight limits for what we could do. Um, but it was and it could and it was kind of my fault where I noticed how they were loading it and they were stacking them on these two. Um, Little pieces of wood. By fours or something. But I'm thinking, you know, they do this all the time. I, this is how they load it up. So, you know, I'm good. And then I'm stressed. I said, hey, because I don't want I don't want to put any damage on the product either. So I'm saying, how do they usually, you know, secure this? Oh, just put two straps over the top, tighten them down, and you're good. I did that. And of course, later on down the load, the entire thing shifts off of the boards. And it's like, you know, sitting, you know, completely off, not off the trailer, but it just pretty much fell off the board. 
and kind of slanted over a little bit. So mm. pretty much just had to pull over um, and get I don't creative. Know, you got super creative. I, got, <laughs> and, I have to and, give it yeah, to you. He pulled out the that, jack. Little, I mean, I was like, wow. Yeah, I had to pretty much jack up the load, get it off of the boards, use a chain and binder to pull it back towards, you know, you know, straight line up with everything else. And it was challenging. But I told myself, you know what, I, I, I should have went with my gut feeling and, you know, put more securement kind of like, because it was like stacked probably about four or five We're, high. we're not doing no more truck business. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's so, a really a liability, to be honest, because if you ever go down the road and you, you pay attention now when you see truck uh, truck bodies mm-hmm. in a trailer. Pretty, yeah. The way they it, 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 It's a this. hazard. It's something waiting to happen because of the way that they put the woods to separate those truck beds, these are trailers. These roads are not perfect. Yeah, so it's They're like, I mean, I'm more like, man, maybe if I had air ride, it wouldn't have been so bad. But still, man, you know, it it was it was. If I didn't see my strap started flapping, you know, I probably it could it would have probably fell off the trailer. Oh wow! Yeah, so you know that was definitely a lesson learned, and and you know, again, just over secure. You know, the two the two straps were with with within you know um the legal limit of what the load was you know for it to handle but the 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 angle you know the height of what it was just didn't make sense for it to only be strapped that way yeah you know i probably should have put one or two you know two when you know when it was stacked too high run two straps over it and then when it stacked another too high run another two straps to keep the bottom you know more secure and based and firm but i didn't do that so it definitely you know shifted got you that was the that, i think that was the only time that you, know, you had a little ever experience yeah everything every time something crazy has happened she's with me i'm in the <laughs> i said like, why we break down i'm in the yeah. joke i'm like what um yeah. any other safety safety best practices that you recommend like maybe checking the load when you pull pull over a certain amount of times what what do you do for safety to make sure you get from a to b you know, safely. so every within the first 50 miles, I'm stopping. And then um, after that, you know, within the next maybe two or 300 miles, I'll stop. But, you know, if I'm putting fuel or anything like that, anytime you stop, just check your load. Right. You know, anytime you stop, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, check. I usually just I get another trailer. I look at my leaf springs. I just start looking at everything. You know, look if any, anything's leaking. I'm always just doing a quick like walk around, you know, to make sure that everything is good while in transit. But definitely, um, you know, once you leave that shipper, you want to check, you know, I, and, I, and I try to make it a habit now where um, I'll go in on my ELD and I'll put safety check, you know, because uh, there's an option to do a safety check within that time frame. I mean, you can, of course, do that any time, but um, it, documenting, it, it, documenting it is also key as well. Got you. Got you. In terms of uh, like running efficiently and, and, and optimizing your profits, profitability, what what do you guys do? What are the things that you're looking at? What are like the key performance indicators that you're thinking about daily to make sure that you're making the most money that you possibly can with these with these loads? So um, things like having a uh, a, tra- a fuel tank, um, being able to keep you going, not always stopping. You're able to you know capture you know the fuel when it's cheaper you know in certain than other places. Mm. Um, Road planning, really, you know, where you're going, um, especially now what's happening with, you know, obviously fuel prices and stuff like that and inflation, really understanding your lane, like, you know, whether staying regional, mm-hmm. um, just to be able to maximize your profits, not not having to spend for hot shots, hotels, you know what I mean? Because we're not on a, on a semi yeah. and right. who wants to stay for a 34 hour we sit in the truck and right. 
Every minute counts for us. We're working right all the time. So staying on our on our truck stop is not realistic for us uh, over the weekend. So um, if he's regional, he's back home on yeah. Friday, Saturday. That way, that expense of whether it's one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars able to save that uh, on a weekend. You know, stay. We're saving that money. So just being. You know, learning your route, it doesn't happen all the time, you know, but we yeah, try. Yeah, it doesn't happen all the time. We try to from that, Because I come from that lifestyle of traveling and, 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 you know, being in the RV, I'm a little bit more free-spirited. So I'm kind of learning more that I need to, you know, plan my routes. But I'm always just like, hey, man, if I leave here at this time and if I just push, you know, I'll get here. If The only thing that's going to slow me down might be a roadblock, you know, accidents or something like that. But as far as, you know, other things like, you know, I try to cut down on spending, you know, money and food on the road. So I definitely, mm. you know, pack a good decent, you know, uh, cooler when I'm going out or things to make while I'm on the road. Um, we touched on it before. Oversized loads were able to maximize a little bit more by doing um, the oversized loads. Um, what else? And I just did a video on, you know, different ways to yeah. maximize, yeah. maximize while, you know, being out on the road. Um, having a fuel card. Having a fuel card definitely um, is one. The reason we like we, we, RTS at Fleet One is um, if you go on the app, you know, you can actually see like the prices for fuel and kind of get that discount. And, you know, some people have mixed mixed feelings on fuel cards fuel and stuff cards. like that. But it works for us. It works for us. And one of the reasons being is um, I can get that if the report so easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't have to dig through stuff. So that's another thing, too, is just, you know, maintenance, you know, whether you're, um, you know, able to have a, you know, a good mechanic locally, you know, we're out of your base versus having to either, you know, always go into the major dealerships or the major, you know, corporations to pay that premium price when you may have someone that could look out for you. Yeah. Um, in a sense. So we've been able to, you know, thankfully we've met some good people in the industry that's been able to kind of, you know, point us in the right direction. And that's been able to help us save with certain things like that when we're down. Right. Yeah. So and, and create those commercial relationships or get commercial accounts, whether it's with uh, a oh, host another, attire, uh, attire wholesale account, which comes in handy. Yes, yeah, so she to go at that. Like we, <laughs> we're a tire shop as well. We're a tire shop. You, <laughs> okay. People just so, don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, so okay. we're able to now get you know our tires at wholesale Prices. versus retail. Mm. Um, yeah, and really, um, probably I create a list. I have a, a Google list Which of looks funny the, of places uh, that um that get discounts as far as like service wise like you know what do they charge what are they doing and planning those service dates so let's say if we know uh he needs to get service in 15 days or whatever he's coming up to that mileage okay this is this location you know this is where you can get it this is their price and mm. you know if if he happens to be over the road but if he's home you know trying to plan all your maintenance while you're home yeah. that way you're not caught paying you know georgia rates or you know or just whatever rates that you get caught up right right when, right while you're on the road so that's some things that we try to really got you nah, good, yeah. great 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 tips now you guys started the business non-cdl right mm -hmm. and yes. then you transitioned into cdl yes. right how long what was that before you transitioned so it was probably, I say about maybe three months. September, October, November, December, January, February, 
I, we I got we purchased CDL. our truck in January, mm-hmm. and we started operating CDL March. Okay, so, so it took me about three months to obtain my. So CDL. that was just a matter of waiting. So you went into the business knowing that you would go full. Oh CDL. yeah, everything yeah. is planned. But it was just a matter of you having to get the CDL. Right, yeah. right. And what made it a little bit more challenging? That's why I tell people right now if they're getting into this, um, if you're not already in, just go ahead and get your CDL because it becomes a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. when you're out there on the road, but then you're coming to try to get your CDL. So for me, mm, you know, you mean in terms the, of timing, right? The timing, the timing is going to be extended because, you know, you got to still keep those real term, you know, you still got to operate, you know, to bring the, the, the revenue in, but then right. you still need your time off to go train. Right. Um, so that was probably the most challenging part for me. So I failed, I think my first two times and, you know, after doing the training, cause I was on the road for a couple of weeks and I came back, I went to uh, school for like a week, went on the road and then it just dragged things out. But um, you know, I was able to do it within, uh, I think two months or three months or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. What, what did your non CDL operation look like in comparison to the CDL operation that you run now? Like what type of stuff were you guys hauling when you did non CDL comparison to what you were able to do with the CDL? So we, the only difference is the, the, the weight that we were, I mean, the commodity still was kind of similar. The same? Yeah. Just weight. Yeah. Just, just really the weight was the difference. Um, the truck bodies might have been kind of something that I would not have been able to do on a on a non CDL because they won't even just load up. You know what I'm saying? They load up. They're trying to maximize on you know what they're gonna how move. Ma- at how a many time. truck beds can they? Right. Fit so it would not have fit into my scale non CDL. Now that I think about it, but um, being able, I think the biggest thing is just being able to to scale more weight. You know, it's been the huge, you know, advantage. Got you. And then coming from non-CDL, at the time, there were so many people getting in, you know, so there was a sense of saturation, you know, happening. happening at the time. Right. And then, you know, people not, you know, educating themselves, not becoming familiar with certain things. So now we see rates going down and brokers catching on to, man, all these new MCs. Oh, you know, well, I know so that's all right. We've been running this lane for that such and such because- the new person coming in, you know, has to meet, you know, certain bills that need to be paid. So they'll take the cheaper freight. Yeah. So, you know, things like that. And 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 I think for us, you know, making that transition at that time um, was good because I was also, you know, able to kind of show it, even though, you know, I had, the, you know, a couple of failures. But, you know, it 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 was um it was a good transition. Are you I'm st- glad we did it. Are you still getting most of your freight off the load boards or have you guys gotten some, you know, direct relationships, consistent lanes? How are you guys? I wouldn't say they're that? consistent yet. We've we've gotten um, you know, loads from different brokers that she's built relationships with. Right. But of course, um at the same time we you know we're, we're we're one truck, so we're not able to be as consistent, you know, for them as they may need. And since I go over the road, you know, it's only when I'll be in Houston that I'll probably be able to, um, you know, post something out like that. Um, sometimes, depending on where I'm at, you know, a broker may have a load that we've probably dealt with before. Um, that's and and for us, you know, we're, we're we also look into working on things in phases. So that's something that you know we're now about to tackle as far as building certain relationships. Okay. Because besides the trucking, you know, we've got the social media, you know, business, you know, we've got the dispatching, the the service-based businesses that she's been working on. So it's been, it's kind of been a lot. Um, you know, she hired our first VA. Okay. Not Yay too long ago. Yay for that. It's there been like saving. Oh, yeah. Some help. It's been know. awesome. 
It's been awesome. So um, that's definitely something that we're working on as we're, you know, beginning to build a fleet and, you know, lease on owner operators and things. Gotcha. Well, I'm just, we're just not really, I'm not the type of person to rush into things when it comes to like, if, if when the risk is on our company, I'd rather take, you know, I'd rather pace it. You know, let me, let's, let's vet the person correctly. Let's not rush. I think our, our motto is kind of slow and, spe- and steady. Yeah. Uh, wins the race mm-hmm. rather than trying to rush into getting owner operators or drivers and things like that. Cause you know, we, we get applications. Yeah, tons of applications. Yeah. Like, what what does it take on your end to start leasing on other uh, drivers? And just tell me about the risk that you assume when you do that. Kind of talk about that. The things that you guys are thinking about. Right. One of the main things that, you know, throughout this process I'm learning, insurance is a big factor. You know, where are they located is a big factor. Are they in Texas? Are they in another state? Because obviously mm-hmm. if they're in another state, the insurance rate is going to be much higher um based on what their license says right so learning that i was like you know what let's wait for a first insurance renewal and then we can touch those spaces because i've been working on the agreements you know all of our policies and procedures and you know how are we going to play them how are we going to implement you know the settlements um what are going to be the settlement deductions and all that so these are stuff that i've been working besides everything else that i've been doing so i'm like you know babe, let's not rush it let's take our time yeah. um Let's build these processes to make sure that when we are hiring owner operators, they're really going to align with our company and our goals that we have versus just, you know, we could have hired owner operators on month six, you know, <laughs> yeah. if we wanted we could to. Have, yeah. But again, you know, it comes down to like and what we were attracting, you know, with how I got into the industry was a lot of people that were getting into the industry. Right. So since we have a lot of people following us that, you know, that that, you know, seeing the process of how, you know, we started. A lot of people that want to get with us are just starting. So then, you know, the, the experience might not be there. You know, the the understanding of, you know, what you're about to do might not be there. It's more than just buying a truck and a trailer. Right. And you're just going to run. So that's we, we've been more skeptical on things like that with taking a risk. And then, you know, it's this is our baby. You know, we're not a year in yet. So to 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 risk that much, we've been a little, you know, what I'm saying a right, right, right. skeptical about. So now I got you. So our process are finally yeah. set. It's just a matter of, you know, we just got the insurance renewal yeah. this past month. So. We passed that hump. So, you know, now we're slowly opening up to, you know, hiring owner operators and really going through the process of vetting. And, you know, that's a process. Even though I created the process, it's like a process that I have to learn right. because I'm like going through the actual process. I don't know if that makes sense right. where we're vetting these people properly, you know, and, and trying to decrease those uh what it, those risks as yeah. much as possible and as know? and the way we think as well as we understand and we know that there's so much more you can do in the industry besides just trucks you know and 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 we've also kind of looked into other things that we might be doing within the industry so mm-hmm. that's other you know that's another reason like hey you don't always need a truck you know to, to be to, to to succeed in the, in the industry. trucking industry so those are the things um we're putting like i said we're working on a lot of things that we've been we've been so busy um is making it making mac transport and logistics more of a service base uh company yeah having our trucks you know we have uh long-term well, mac, tra- goals. mac transport and logistics is the truck and then we have right. our service base which is tm prime services okay which is kind of like the service-based company right okay okay Got you. All right, cool. So t- tell me real quick what a week looks like for you right now, for people who's interested in this lifestyle. When you go out on the road, tell me what 
Monday start on a Sunday? Monday, like, tell me how. So the week a week goes. for me, um, typically would start on Monday. In today's world, it may start Tuesday or Wednesday, just okay. because of what you know freight's looking like coming out of Houston. Um, now, because I do YouTube, you know, I'm also filming, you know, my my lifestyle out there as well. So if we take that away, you know, I'm going out on the road Monday, and I'm usually going at least. Maybe five or six hundred miles, you know, away from Houston. So um, I take off and um, I'm running. You know, I may be out there for a week, two weeks, if need be, three weeks. Being that we've had more control, I haven't been out there as long. But um, uh, yeah, I run till probably depending on what time I leave out. The idea is to leave uh, the earlier you leave, the better, so you can shut down sooner. You have more of a chance of getting parking. You know, these days. Um, but I'm usually shutting down. I'm trying to shut down maybe around, you know, the latest eight o'clock if I need to. Sometime yep. I ran later so I can be up early the next morning running. Um, but, um, that's, and then I usually run my weeks from Monday to Saturday and then I do my resets around the latest eight o'clock so I can start if I need to on six on Monday. Okay. Um, but yeah, usually a week is Monday through Saturday. Um, just running. And how many stops are you making between Monday and Saturday before you, um, before you reset? I'm probably doing about when you say stops, how many loads? How many loads? Yeah, like I'm actually doing, having to get a load off and pick up another load. Right, right. Depending, but depending on the haul, if it's a long haul or not, I could probably do four loads a week. I would say that would be average. Got it. And then average. some of those loads are LTL too, right? So you'll have one load that you have to deliver right. multiple stops. So that's like four do, to six, depending yeah. if it's like a partial. So let's say he might have either a freight and a vehicle or two partials of freight then which we haven't been doing a lot of and i kind of like the idea of just you know one pick one drop yeah versus doing partials because of course the time so if if we're able to get the rate out of that one you know pick one drop that one full truck then you know we'll do that and what time and it just really it helps you maximize the time and obviously if you if we're in a bad area and we have to partial, then that's what, that's we, what do we do. Do what you gotta do to get out, yeah. you know. But the goal is a full truck load. Full truck load. And and one thing also that I would like to clarify with hot shots, please, y'all. Anything over twenty feet, it is not a partial. It's mm. a full truckload of a hot shot. Does that make sense? It does. And and even for uh for a semi, because most of them are forty eight footers, a lot of times they're not using those eight foot. They're using just the forty the forty flatbed. So if the load is more than twenty feet, then it becomes you're you're hugging most of my trailer. You know what else can I add? So it doesn't really come down to weight for a hot shot. It really comes space. down the space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how much space are you taking of my trailer? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. What what type of loads do you like to carry? What type of loads do you start, try to stay away from? Um, I try to stay away from tall loads, high loads, containers, um, machinery that might be just a lot of miscellaneous, you know, items on the trailer. Um, I, I'm I'm usually I'm not too too picky, and the reason I say like you know containers and things that might be just miscellaneous it just required for one the container is just the fuel mileage that it that it that it decreases um tall loads like uh we did we did water tanks we did um ac units ac units just a wind drag i i I try to stay away from tall loads okay mostly um and it could be anything it could be crates but i also understand if that's what i have to do then that's what i'll do what's the easiest money 
Strap and go. Strap and go. Of course, the 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 light, the smallest load, paying the most. Um, you know, something that is under the gooseneck. I feel like I can just go. You know, I got nothing holding me back. Got you. Is there a particular type of load that pays you the best? Um, a particular type of load. What would you say, babe? Mm, like when you see it on a load, where you're like, "Yeah, we gonna we gotta get that one." Odie. What is it? Oversized. Oversized. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. That That is actually true. When we see OD or overdimensional, it doesn't matter what it is. We're calling yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. We're on it. That's our... You're on it. Yeah, yeah. And okay. then you got to But that's pay, how we really market ourselves. Like, you know, we try to document, you know, all of our pictures, what we do, you know, create relationships with those shippers. Yep. And because, those people that are... Because they you can't just call an uh, oversized load if you don't know right. what an oversized load is. That's a fact. You know what and I mean? she's talked to a lot of them and they're saying... and, and they A lot of times I don't even know what they're doing. And I'm yeah. I'm schooling them like, no, you need a pilot for this <laughs> the state. You a need lot this. of time, they don't know. They don't know what they're doing. So I'm like... I'm, I'm, I'm explaining to them, I'm going to need, okay, so you guys are paying for pilots and escorts, you know, because I'm going to need a pilot and escort on this state and this state, you know, and, and they're they like, oh. Rate, when they get that rate, they're shocked. Like, they're oh. like, oh. So a lot of the times they're quoting customers or, or the shippers these rates, but they don't really understand what, what it, it consists, what it goes into. Like yeah. if it goes over a certain width or a certain height, you're going to need whether it's, and you depending know, a pilot, on the state, escort, yeah, yeah, yeah so. Got but you. we don't, when we see those loads, we go after them because not only just is it a challenge, like we take we really take pride in what we do, and we know that you know we're gonna get it there safely. Yeah, we're gonna get it there. You know, we're gonna pull up looking. You know, we're, trucks gonna be clean, trailers gonna be clean. Yeah, you know, we're gonna represent. You know, the the proper way. I was just that's about to say, like, like how how do you guys stand out? But that sounds like that's one. How else do you guys stand out when you're building relationships with 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 brokers? What are you guys doing to separate yourself from everybody else? A uh, couple of things: um, customer service. You know, making sure that you know you're giving proper updates, ETA. Um, we offer tracking. Um, load tracking actually for our, our customers or our brokers even if they don't request it I'll offer them to them as an option just to give them a peace of mind and get them off my back um, yeah. we'll Profession, professionalism <laughs> goes a long way you um, know being professional when you know while in communication um I kind of got off track. <laughs> nah, nah, you, you talking about what you do to kind of yeah, stand out. So um, you said you offer load um, tracking, professionalism, yeah, professionalism, customer service. Uh, keeping the truck clean like tim i don't know that's his baby he be watching that truck more than he watches his regular truck i'm like why you watch you're gonna be over the road it's gonna rain right like nah this truck gotta be clean yeah I, but he's always kind of been like that and i get it because every time he goes into a shipper they'd be like damn that that junk yeah. is clean and i've had i had brokers where they're like how's your equipment because to be honest, hot shots get a bad rep because people go in there with raggedy equipment, not with their sandals, you know, shorts. Been dirty, dirty, been dirty you know weeks, what I mean? So know, different color body. They're like, know, can I see parts. a picture of your truck? And I just, I proudly go send them my picture. And they're yeah. like, all right, I'm going I'm to work with you. Right. And I'm like, all right, cool. So that's one way that we we're able to kind of fight, ourselves. For, separate ourselves and kind of really fight for that rate, you know, like, be like, I, I, I want. Let's say sixteen hundred dollars, and he's like, "Nah, I can do 14. And I'm like, 
you know, I try to negotiate by, you know, offering them going that extra mile and, you know, I even send them pictures if I have to. Mm. Is there a certain place where you want to be when you're negotiating? Is there a certain uh, per mile rate that you're always looking mm-hmm. for? Kind of talk about that strategy. That you it, it depends on commodity and how much space. When do you want the commodity? You know what I mean? There's 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 a lot of variables. I know with the hotshot community right now is where a lot of people are not understanding if you say you're giving, if you're giving me a partial rate, right, for a load, but then you want the load there tomorrow, that's not a partial rate. Right. That's a dedicated right. a run. So you got to pay for dedicated run or your load's going to sit there, at least from our end. But there's people that don't understand that concept and they'll go ahead and run that. And I'm like, well, then that's when I use my ammo, what I know, to try to be able to negotiate with those brokers and stuff like that. Yeah. Right now, as far as our, when you say our, what is our, what we're willing to move? Like, yeah, what is our? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's your bottom line? Like, I'm not moving for any less than this amount. I will say Unless two, you're in a bind, obviously, and you have to get right, out of somewhere. Right, right, I will right. say 250 a mile. Would be, I would say 250, 275 is 275. where we, Obviously, we try to aim for $3, 350 and up, but that doesn't always align. Obviously, realistically. Realistically. Obviously, if we have our, our one of our shipper contacts, we'll quote them shipper rates. And right. that's because, you know, we're not dealing with a broker or if we're dealing with a good broker that really understands and respects, you know, what we're doing out there, then yeah. But sometimes, you know, they've been, I'm not going to lie, there's been time we have to take $2, 230 a mile because there's just no freight coming out. And, and what a lot of people don't understand that I really highly suggest really educating yourself in the market, the market. It's like the stock market. It changes on the daily basis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What's happening? You know, how how's freight is moving? Because today it can be hot here, but it doesn't mean tomorrow is hot. doesn't right. mean next week it's going to be hot here. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, what's the amount of truck uh, loads per the amount of trucks? Supply and demand. Yeah. Right. So yeah. a lot of people don't understand that. And, and that's something that we as a community really need to really... Uh, doing our research and you know DAT power really offers like really good um market rates where you can understand the market um OTR which I know you're a big fan of OTR Uh, I I, I actually have a good relationship (laughs) with Wade and um he was teaching me the back office of the map uh, um uh rating where it's probably one of the biggest selling points for me I'm really big on innovation right so you can actually if you have OTR you, (laughs) you can actually go and see um their map it tells you exactly how much that lane is running for, whether it's a box truck, whether it's a dry van, whether it's a flatbed, whether yeah. it's a hot shot on that day on time. Because guess what? They're factoring all those loads. So you can't BS. They know exactly <laughs> right. what that lane is running for. You know what I mean? Right. So I go on a daily basis and I check it and I'm like, oh, man, this lane is running is, is running for 10 cents less. It's running for 10 cents more. California, two dollars a mile. I'm like, I'm not touching California, even even <laughs> if they pay me three dollars going in. You get right. what I'm saying? Like, it's just really understanding that that market. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. What what other are there any other negotiating tricks that you guys have that you could kind of put out there to help people with when you're kind of talking to these brokers? Um, aside from just knowing your shit, you know what I'm saying? Knowing I think, I, what I you're think talking that's, about. That's the biggest thing, really. Not only understanding the equipment that you have, or that whether you're dispa- dispatching or you're an owner operator, really understanding your equipment to the T, and really understanding your value as a company, it makes it makes you not only stand out, but it gives you ability to be able to negotiate. Got you. What's what's next for you guys? I know we talked about kind of 
potentially leasing out that you know some, some services we didn't talk about what those services are that you guys are kind of offering so can you get into that a little bit talk about that a little bit i can talk about it um i'm learning to love the marketing world in the trucking uh aspects so really focusing on teaching companies how to make them how to make themselves stand out from the regular trucking companies, you know, mm. whether it's with branding, whether it's with marketing, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, really understanding that lane. So that's one of the uh, services that we're going to be bringing in branding into the company, how to be able to uh, brand all your documents, how to have all the proper documents and agreements of your company. Um, compliance, really touching a little bit on compliance, basic compliance um, um, services in a company and dispatching. Okay. Okay. Got you. Of courses. Of courses. We're gonna be doing. People are asking for it. So Uh, we get we get a lot of questions. A lot of repetitive. Our DMs are flooded, and unfortunately, (laughs) with the time, I'm sure you know, it's hard to get to everybody. everybody, You know, so you know, being getting into that digital marketing world. You know, being able to if you want the information is there. If you want it, if you don't, keep it moving. Right. Thing. You know. Right. Right. So I'm at a point where it's even with my YouTube channel that there's I'm gonna do a little shift. And and what I do, still going to be doing hot shots, still going to be doing trucking, but I, I think it's time I show more and bring people more into my life of you know what else am I doing, um, revolving around um, you know whether it's entrepreneurship, um, the lifestyle, and not only I, I don't want to only be that face. There are so many other people you know from all different walks of life that's doing this. So I want to get involved and show it in a different way mm. um i haven't really put anything out there of what i have in mind but um there's some you things that sneak, i sneak a little sneak you know, yeah little i mean sneak. a little, a little, sneak, right. <laughs> something, something. little something, something yeah what you mean you want me to say like what we what the plan is you say a little bit i mean <laughs> yeah i just did that we started on friday what else yeah yeah no so that's something else that you know with the channel that i'm hoping to um to do and and just show more of the industry but not just for myself so Mm. yeah so so i got some plans okay of showing things in a different way i'm gonna say something it's gonna be more like a documentary style. Got you. Kind of vibe. Yeah. Got you. Now I love but that. But really, but really like getting to like understanding like what people are doing this for or where they come from or what are they going through. You know what I'm saying? Like what is their day-to-day uh struggles? You know, what what you know, what's on their mind? Like how are they managing, you know, leaving their family behind for weeks mm. at a time? Yeah. You know, how is your mental out here? How's your health? Like yeah. can and, and we I, hear it? You know, can we tap mm, in? Like let mm. people really hear your voice. Mm. And and I'm big on, you know, you know, this is bigger than me, of course, you know, like there's Correct. so much more that's bigger than me. So being able to tap in and I've always been the one to kind of like be nosy just to, under, you know, I just want to know how people, you know, live or they, they, they I'm the same way, brother. Their, so I like, feel you. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I really love that. So being able to even just, you know, with the community that we've been around, I've been able to kind of tap in a little bit. It's like, man, when I hear someone's story is like, man, I just want to share that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I may not, they're, they're, I, people may see me on YouTube, but they're not, they don't necessarily all going to relate to me. 
Right. There may be someone else that, you know, they can hear their voice and they can relate and take something away from them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for, they, that sure. person might be able to impact that person in a certain way. So I want to kind of tie that in a little bit and really, um, you know, put that whole side out there. I love it. I love so, it. Biggest misconception about the hotshot trucking business. Now that you're going to come out here and make tons and tons of money and enjoy yourself out there, you know, traveling the world. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a victim of it at once where, babe, I'm going to come out here i'm going to see different places i'm going to explore <laughs> yeah no nah, by the time you you know you're done for the day you're tired you know you're drained um and and just seeing you know stop looking at that huge dollar amount that you know you see people you know going out they get in the bag i'm gonna come out here and do the same thing yeah what did that person have to go through to get that you i know think what I'm understanding you... the sacrifices that come with the industry right. overall you know what i mean not only hot shot trucking in a niche but just trucking overall comes with not only so much responsibility for your nucleus like your home but also everybody else's because when you're on the road either you're at risk to somebody if you're not properly you know educated secure whatever but you're putting yourself at risk you know what i mean and and understanding liabilities you know the liabilities that come with you know which are a lot and and that not not everything is going to be peaches and cream not everything is going to you know all the stars are not going to always align you might break break down tomorrow you know what i mean how are you going to manage that you know this week may not be the best week in you know with freight or you not might you may not make as much money this week your wife might be mad at you you know what i mean (laughs) because you took too long it's a lot to deal there's a lot i think they're they're truckers or people that work over the road there's so much pressure that it's applied to them because essentially you're not only the breadwinner if your wheels are not turning you're not making money you don't have nothing to fall on um, back on you know get what i'm saying yeah so and that's where it comes into you know of course not only just depending on, on that, that one thing you know multiple streams of income is definitely important and mm-hmm. you know having different plans in place yeah. Just what, in case. What what can someone look to gross doing what you guys do? Gross versus net. Weekly, yearly. Um let's talk annually. Annually. 240, 250. Gross. Yeah, gross. What are you taking home? Uh, about 40, 30% of that. Okay. I would say about 30% of that. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Roughly. Of course, you know, we're in times where things are different, you know. So Yeah. It, it it's just gonna come down how you say it yourself you know what systems have you set up you know are, are you have you financed all your equipment you know are you outsourcing all your services are you keeping everything in-house right you know it, it the beautiful thing about the trucking industry is like there's so many ways that you can do it you know yeah. what i mean and so many ways you can scale it you know or descale it it just yeah. really depends on what you really want to do and i try to always tell people man never look at the you know everyone's situation is going to be different everyone's expenses are different so never really compare yourself of course take bits and pieces yeah. and then mold your own yeah. and see what works for you but you know never go on social media and see what someone else is doing and just be like i'm gonna do that right I'm gonna do exactly that because it's not really it doesn't always you know apply we, we hear it exactly. all the time from from you know people reaching out and emailing and, and sending dms and um i just say wow that this is this is this is interesting like we're inspiring so many people or tim has inspired you know thousands of people yeah. that reach out to him but i'm like just as as many as he has inspired mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't really understand everything that comes with it, right? So I always, my biggest thing is do your due diligence. Yeah. Right. You know, do your research, <laughs> really 
you know, check all avenues, like, you know, what, what's your budget? You know, what, what are you? What background do you come what from? What background? You know? it, it, I came from the medical field. I had no idea of this world. You know what I mean? All I know, I saw the trucks. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what hotshot was. I didn't know what it entitled. But you knew your capability that you're 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 dedicated to putting that work to to, right. to learn and educate. Right. And somewhat of business, because not a lot of people, you know, just coming from a nine to five or just coming from being a uh, accountant or a uh, uh, working at a grocery store. You know what I'm saying? Because some people just tumble across this video, um, recommended. Oh, I can do this, and they, you know, what I'm saying no type of. Uh, business background, no type of, you know, educate, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but then they get out here and think that, you know, there's not work to be put in and a business to be run. And they get so. a quick reality check. We get those where we've and actually they, personally helped them. And then three months on the line, oh, we can't. Yeah. And this. then they get mad. Like, this bro, is, I thought this was like, you know, such and such. You made it seem like, you know, it was this easy. I mean. this You're, you're reflecting <laughs> on a 10 minute. 10 minute video yeah. you <laughs> get what i'm saying how are you that. making an assumption on a 10 to 15 minute video right, right. that we're showing you bits and pieces of our life like right. we can't there's no way we can fit 24 hours on a 10 to 15 minute video you right. get what i'm That's saying the idea is to influence you to encourage you to inspire others to be able to be like think out the box expand yeah. your mind expand, expand your mind, your mind. There, there's other things to do the out there put in the work but don't ever come in here thinking that you're gonna roll on you and make thousands of dollars and i'm gonna be financially free like <laughs> yeah, nah yeah. you know what i mean that's not what's gonna happen you yeah. know just really you have to really put the extra mile if you want to succeed gotta have thick skin. <laughs> oh yeah that's a fact yeah. a lot of a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice oh yeah oh yeah we've like i mean we told you we love to travel we haven't been able to travel since since we started this since we started well since the whole pandemic since the pandemic I, you know when the whole pandemic happened we kind of had to slow down but it's like we have we don't have the time we 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 didn't even get we've been in Houston two years and we haven't really had the chance to really explore, explore. Houston because this is a seven day job twenty four I mean, seven we're all in so and it's but you gotta a lot of people gotta remember we're, we're not just you know doing the trucking we're not just you know, we're also, you know, she started a Facebook group. We were doing Clubhouse at one point where we were figuring out how could we give back and how could we help a lot of other people. You know, I'm always, I was, I mean, we're going to be, you know, transitioning the editing over to the VA, but I've been editing the videos from day one. Right. So it's a lot of time and a lot of work that comes into just, yeah. you know what I'm saying, not just doing trucking is a lot more. As a wife, I've been frustrated. I've (laughs) been like, you coming home, you're not touching that computer, you're in editing a video. Like, I have to. And and then he's like, babe, I have to do this video. And I'm here pissed off, like, this damn YouTube. You have to. I said, you're going to have to get a VA. That's what what we're going to have to do. What's good is that she would remind me and said, you know, because, you know, I may be the type where I'm just doing this as. You know, I enjoy it. It's not just a hobby, baby. Like, this is a bit. It should remind so me. I had if to, we're sacrificing our time, you need to start looking at. I this said, listen, we're serious. not. Your hobby is music. Like you, I know you're not so excited <laughs> about editing a video. So when you tell me I'm excited about editing this video, I said I know that you love. He he loves to create, and yeah, I right, get it. You're right, create. Right. You're you're a creative mind. You know, once you into music and all that stuff, but. When you're sacrificing our time to go and explore, when you've been out two to three weeks at a time, and the little weekend that I get with you, I say, 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you see how quick it turns into the therapy session? Oh, I told you. Yeah, that yeah. couch does it. Yeah. <laughs> For real. That couch yeah, does it. Yeah, sure do. Nah, this is this is this has been dope, man. I um I love I love y'all vibe and you know what you guys are building, what you're continuing to build and just like I said, just being diverse, diversifying and just trying right. different things, being creative and just pouring in other people. You know, that's what we're about here at Truck and Hustle. So Definitely. that's dope. I love it. I love it. Um, did we touch on everything? Did I miss I anything? Is there anything else that you guys wanted to put out there that I, I maybe didn't ask about? Um, no, I think we kind of touched on. We kind of covered a lot of it, right? Yeah. Did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Aspects. Cool. Cool. I, mean, I think there's. I mean, you know, we didn't talk. Well, we talked about the RV life, but we did a whole YouTube channel on that. Okay. Pretty much showing our lifestyle. Where, where can people find that? Uh, we're Millie and Tim. Oh, okay. Please don't. <laughs> I cringe. I don't. That does. If, if you're into RV living, if right. you're like looking to that lifestyle of you know a little minimalist, like we did a whole, you know, we've done stuff on. You know what do you need? You okay, know, things like that. So okay, just showing the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's people who would love to check that out. I, did, I mean, we that's our digital uh, print. You yeah. know what I mean? We our, go back. We it's there forever. It, it's yeah. there forever. Memories and the same thing. You with guys probably shop. look different. Yeah, Everything's yeah, just a whole yeah. Different yeah. people. Like oh, we, yeah. we've, we've grown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Nah, that's cool. Dope. 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 I want to say. Thank you. It, thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. For thank you us so for much. Being here with we, us. we appreciate it. Yeah. And um, before we go, you guys watch the show, so you know we have to do our final thought, right? And then just let everybody know where they can connect, connect with you, and learn more about what you guys are doing, Mac Transport, and everything that you guys are working on. Okay. So um, let's start with uh, ladies first. Final thought, and then you, Tim, and then we'll let everybody know where they can find you. Okay. Final thought. Okay. My final thought is well, first of all. I'm blessed to be here with you all and being able to share our our journal, our daily journal, our business journal with you all. So if you guys are interested in continuing to follow our journey, um, you can find me on Instagram at Mrs. Hot Chop Mac, uh, YouTube, Mrs. Hot Chop Mac, which we're rebranding. Um, and I'll pass it down to you, babes. Yeah, so my final thought would be um, really know your purpose of why you're doing mm, things really good. um yeah i mean if you gotta just look in the mirror and and ask yourself why am i doing this mm. um you kind of know kind of know that you know what i'm saying not just don't just do it because you see the money looks good or you see um the 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 lifestyle you want to have that deep you know what i'm saying you want to have some type of connection that where you're able to either connect with people you just want to have a purpose is what i'm saying um because I found that doing things without that or you're not able to accomplish that, you, you start to, um, you know, what's that word? Uh, you start to kind of look down on yourself and you, you start to kind of you can go down a, a bad hole. So, I mean, that would be my final thought with anything that you do, you know, make sure that you, you there's love for it and mm. you're able to, you know, if you're not touching people, you're able to do something where you're, uh, you know, giving back in some type of way. And and that's really like and I tell people all the time that's just what I'm about man I just want to see people do good no you know, doubt honestly mm-hmm. but um with that being said you can find me on Instagram as Hotshot Mac um on YouTube as Hotshot Mac that might change soon so stay <laughs> tuned I'm gonna keep you guys fully informed um we do have a Facebook group that's called um Hotshot Trucking 101 and Compliance um a ton of you know help is being you know spread out there it's a small group. 
And it's small because um, we didn't let everyone come in because there's so many negative groups out there within the industry, especially with Hotshot, where you ask a question, yeah. you get played on, you get, you know, joked around about. So we like to keep it a safe community where, you know, everyone, you know, that's in that community is really just there for that purpose to help each other out. No doubt. Um, anything else? TikTok, Hotshot Mac. Um, TikTok. I mean, once they find one of our social medias, you connect to, you connect you connect to, all to everything. Right. Right. We'll be all launching our, our are... we've been working on our website for our company, Mac Transport and Logistics. That will be up with uh, in September. September. We'll so the launch finally. day, I'm deciding whether it's going to be Labor Day or our actual authority anniversary, anniversary. which is September 7th. Right, right. But look out for the website. It's going to have great tons of things. And we're finally dropping our merch. Yeah, same there we go. So, yeah, people, right. people have been stuff. asking for that too. So, and and I just want to say thank you to the people that's been you know supporting us as well. Yeah, a lot of people that really has been solid, you know, with um while we got into this, that really kind of just looked out and held our hand and supporting and, and support us, us and then just supporting everything that we do. We've had we've made some really amazing relationships, and to be honest, we feel blessed to be able yeah. to do that. I think one of our biggest things that we do try to carry on is community. Even when we were back in um, doing the RV life and sharing our journey, it was just really sh showing people what is possible. Right. Yes. It's possible. You know right. what I mean? Once with dedication and love and your why, anything is possible. Yeah. You know, so that, that, there we go. That's, she, had, that, she had more final thoughts. That's, that's <laughs> I, I was going to say. I was going to say. I mean, say, I, you know I can talk. I was going to say that she didn't truly give us a <laughs> yeah. final Right, right. But she I mean, I was kind of frozen, you know, there. so yeah, yeah, I redeemed myself. Because <laughs> you passed the baton real yeah. quick. Like, but, but we got yeah. you now. We yeah, good. No, yeah, no, no. Man, this has been dope. If you don't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Hustle fam, you know what we do around this time. If you smell something burning, it is only your desire, my Myself, Mila, Tim, Mac, Mac Transport. We out. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.